Welcome to Rolling the Dice. This is Marina, Johanna, Julianne, and Frida. Um, I feel like, sorry, I feel like we should say, like, what college we go to, so, uh, or, like, say what kind of college we go to, so it kind of provides context for our experiences. Mm -hmm. So, Julianne and I go to, like, an in-state college. We go to UW. Yes. I go to UCLA. Um, It's a four-year college in LA that is pretty big, but it's the same size as UW. And I go to YVC, Yakima Valley College. Go Yaks. And it's a two-year college. Well, um, they got accredited, and they're doing some bachelors. So it's a Yakima. It's the Yakima Valley College now, not community college. Uh, but yeah, it's still a pretty small school. Heck yeah. Um. um so today we're gonna be talking about kind of thing. We're gonna be talking about college and just like education overall and our like experiences with it. And I think like Marina initiated this topic do you want to tell us why um I think I just chose it because there's been multiple times where I've just been like man I feel like there's so many things there are so many things nobody got told like before they went to college that I think would have been so helpful for so many people and I feel like kids that graduate high school and then go to college and then immediately get in debt and they still don't know what they want to do and then they end up dropping out with all this debt because they don't know what to do but they're like pushed by everybody to go to college because that's what you do um with no sort of guidance and also like I think we we put a lot of attention oh like what college are you going to oh yeah they're going to Harvard they're going to um whatever like uh, what college are you going to it's like they don't place enough uh how do I say this like we, they don't really talk like counselors and stuff like that. They don't really talk to you about how much it's going to cost, how you should, um, how you should go around uh, figuring out how you're going to pay for it. Uh, what taking a loan is like, uh, they just kind of throw you in there. They just kind of just throw you out in the dark. And then you have all these kids that are like come out of school with like that. That's going to haunt them probably till they're 60. Yeah. I think like, um, yeah, I think today we're going to mostly be talking about, like college education and like what that entails but like I think it's also important to acknowledge like the education that goes before it because like I think like education just continues to feed into education so I guess like something I've been thinking about and something I've noticed like after going to college is like how many disparities there are between like everyone's high school education because like we're from Yakima and like the education here is like very average and like probably even below average and I'm gonna say like even within Yakima I think there's like a lot of disparities like the lower valley gets a lot less funding than like our school or like some of the other like um bigger high schools but like I think like even if you lumped in all the high schools in Yakima, it wouldn't be, like, the education level wouldn't be able to compare to, like, some of the high schools I've, like, I've encountered on um, the west side, like, in Seattle. Because, basically, like, these neighborhoods are more wealthy, and, like, so the school district gets more funding, and they get, like, better resources, better education, And, like, when you, by the time you get into college, like, a lot of, I guess, like, 
everyone's in different places, which makes, like, the experience much more difficult for some people. I think also, like, a big part of, like, the disparities we're talking about is also in just that a lot of people um, in our community also don't have, like, our first-generation college students. There's, like, two options. Either they're, like, going to legacy at the college that their parents went to or, like, they're, like, first generation. I feel like we don't put enough emphasis in, like, helping those students understand, like, what it means and, like, um, like just everything, the process, when you have to take the SATs, when you have to apply, um, like, when you have to make your decision, what your decision should be based off of, and, like, just, like, allowing people to truly explore, like, what they want, because I feel like, at least in our school, there just isn't very many class options as well, but that's, like, obviously just due to, like, the way our school was structured and the funding and the staff, but um, some of the people that I went to school with, they, like, had a major in high school, which allowed them to, like, explore and, like, really concentrate on their interests, and um, again, like, reiterating what Johanna was saying, that um, we just all come in on very different, like, playing fields, like, a lot of people I go to school with came straight out of prep schools who like taught them and they found college easier than high school because in high school they took 14 AP classes and like in college they find themselves like having an easier time which is like completely the opposite to what I think a lot of us experienced at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah and I think there's like a lot of different factors that are that come into play and definitely like relate to one another um so I think like race is definitely one of them and and I think like that also ties into like socioeconomic status and then that's going to tie into like where you live so also like geographic location so like like someone's education in the inner city is going to be different than from someone who like grew up in the suburbs and like yeah like you said um I think like first generation kids are going to have like a way harder time because they don't even know like the context of like what education means in this country and also like uh at least with our school um a big part of the college education counselor that we had was that you had to approach her and you had to like know that you had to go to her and then if you went to her everything would be laid out for you but the fact is that one she is not capable of helping our entire school and two a lot of people just didn't know she existed Mm -hmm. and in fact I um I only knew she existed because our like normal counselor referred me to the college counselor. So yeah, I also think playing favorites was another thing that happened at our school. Um, And like, I don't know, I feel like some of us did benefit from it and others did not. Yeah, that's a good point actually. Yeah, I feel like I didn't know we had a counselor either um, until like senior year or like junior year. There's a lot of things that are kind of just I feel like the way the system's made is, like, made to benefit students who are, like, assuming, who already kind of know the system, which I feel like goes back to what about first-generation students who who maybe it's their, their – they're the first one in their family to attend a high school uh, in America. Um, there's a lot of things, like, for, like, for example, for me, like, I had no idea what a GPA was until I was a sophomore. I get a bad grade in this course, but what? And then people are like, oh, well, that affects your GPA. And your GPA affects what college you're going to get into. And I was like, wait, what? 
And like, that's just never explained or anything because most of the time it's just assume that the majority of people will know that. And then that puts kids that are first, first generation at a massive disadvantage. Um, just from that, it's like, I feel like it's a lot of, it's like something not a lot of people think it's not very like thought about. And I feel like, the, like that's how disadvantages kind of like build up like it's kind of like things that you wouldn't really think are, are a disadvantage but then they're like maybe like quote-unquote tiny disadvantages but over time they like pile up to be considerable disadvantages mm, yeah yeah I just feel like um the system really be benefiting those that have uh that have like connections to people that have experienced it before mm-hmm I um actually kind of want to talk about it from another side because I personally feel like I was very privileged um, because even though my parents didn't know the system at all, they made sure that I could talk to people who did um, because we had like an Indian community here, uh, though it was small, of people who had like gone to college and medical school. So even though it was a while ago, like I knew and like they made sure that I knew and I was able to like I didn't take a prep course in the SAT, but they like were able to buy me materials. And when I applied to colleges, like money was never a consideration, like even in just my applications, because applying to college is expensive too. Like each application is $50 and I applied to 13. And that's like a lot of money to like add up. But yeah, on top of that, I also like felt like in my school, like um, as a part of honors that like all four of us were a part of, I felt like because I'd been there for so long, like I was able to by junior and senior year, like people kind of, and teachers at least, like, I guess like knew who we were and like knew that we were good students and what that entailed. And so I feel like we were definitely like privileged in that sense too. Something that I feel like I didn't, we didn't really talk about is like what it means to go to a CC versus like a four-year university and a woman, what it means to like go to college to begin with. Cause like, what are you doing? when you go to college like it's an expectation because like you say people say that you're going to make more money like once you graduate but people don't also see like the investment and the cost benefit stuff that go into that because you don't want to go to a like an expensive four-year university all the time if you want to like be an elementary school teacher and I'm not like shaming that it's just like you have to look at the cost benefit and people don't really look at that when they tell you what to do yeah like I feel like um a problem relating to that is that people stigmatize community college as being not as good as like a four-year university but I think that it's important to consider that if you don't know what you want to do or if it is more beneficial cost-wise then like going to community college is definitely a valid option but for me that was like never even an option like it was it was considered shameful, I guess, amongst my parents and then like their friends because their parents' kids were like getting into all these good colleges. And then it was like, oh, I better do the same. I can't even consider going to a community college because that would mean that I don't have everything figured out. But mm-hmm. I just don't understand why you even have to have everything figured out by the time you get you graduate high school. It's not like they set you up with the tools to do that anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it's sort of like a contradiction to expect the students that are graduating to go to like top and I feel like the 
it was like an unspoken thing like but there's so much like uh hype around what college you're going to and the college that you're going to determines your award for the rest of your life like almost like there's so much like like oh what college are you going to oh they're going to like off off state and they're gonna go to like this grand oh that that person's like top tier like they're gonna do great things and then if you hear like about like a student going to a community college you're like oh okay they don't know what they're doing they don't know like well that they're doing it's completely true and that's something that as somebody who went to community college and who's still going to community college um that is something like I was really scared like I think one of the things like I remember is like you put like the college you're going to and like the little senior cards that you give to people right and it's like, well, I don't want to put that I'm going to community college. Like, people are going to think low of me. But at the end of the day, like, I think one of the biggest takeaways is, okay, okay, like, there's there's shame. At the end, I personally, like, you guys know me. I could care less about what other people have to say about what I'm doing. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, like, I'm guilty of it at points. I'm a human being. So, of course, I'm, like, um, I'm, like, subject to feeling criticism in a poor way or whatever. But for the most part, I D G A F. <laughs> um, but uh, I was like, well, I'll just, I'll just do. And part of the reason was too because, like, I really wanted to go to a um a four year university. I really, really wanted to go for university, and I was like, I don't want to. Like, that's shameful. I don't want to go to a community college. It's shameful. Um, and then my parents are just like, well, just try it out. See how you like. And then like a lot of people keep going, oh well, it's it's gonna be a good, a good idea or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna hate it because I'm going to community college. And honestly, getting rejected from the college of my dreams or the four-year university of my dreams is actually one of the best things that's ever happened to me because I was able to thrive so much. Like, it really, like, I always heard people say it. Like, I always heard people who have graduated from university say it to me, but I was like, oh, you're full of it. Like, you're lying to me. But I, I always heard them say, it doesn't matter where you go. It's just what you make of it. And I feel like hearing that is so corny. And, like, like if, if this ever gets aired, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, whatever. But, like... I mean it 100%. It's not where you go. It's 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 what you make of it. But I guess like bottom line is if you think community college would be an option, don't just shine it like don't just put it aside because people are telling you that going to community college is a bad idea, especially today with how much tuition keeps going up and costs, how ridiculous it is. And real quick to add to that, I feel like the people who teach at community colleges are there to teach. Whereas at least my experience with most of my professors, they're more there for research and teaching is a side job that they're not as passionate about. Like some of them are, of course, but um, some of them just aren't. And I feel like community college professors are there to teach. And that makes some of them like very incredible teachers that you wouldn't get otherwise. Yeah, and I was just going to say like, so those of us here who like I guess are going to a four-year school like we're all going to public school and not private school so like I guess we can't really speak on the private school experience but um yeah it's a lot more expensive (laughs) I think and like a lot more inaccessible yeah um also as an out-of-state student it's also very expensive Mm -hmm. um and it is nearly the same as a private school so Yeah, there are pros and cons, and while I don't regret my decision, there are definitely times where I feel like the cost may not be completely worth it. Um, But I do want to speak more to, like, like prestige, just because coming, I feel like um, my experience in a Desi family and in a Desi community is that there is a really big push to go to a prestigious university and do better than your parents. Um, and obviously, like, they came here to 
give us a better life and all of that but um the this pressure like makes it like obviously plays into a stereotype as well but um it really just like makes you feel like a robot sometimes like you're checking boxes to get where you need to go and honestly as a pre-med student I still feel like that sometimes and a big school wasn't my first decision I really really wanted to go to a private school a small private school but it didn't end up panning out so I feel like while this this experience honestly like going to a school this big honestly brought me so much um, in that it exposed me to so many different things all at once and it made me feel so small in a big world but like it really drove me and it allowed me to meet so many different people and really challenged me in a lot of different ways to like be roommates with people that like I didn't like always see eye to eye with and like meet a community of people that were like my ethnicity and seeing like what that meant and what that kind of community entailed because I never had that before so I feel like in that way my decision was like incredible but also like came with a cost like Marina was talking about for community college as well and also like the pressure to like go to a big college doesn't mean like means that you have to also like know why you're doing this I guess like and not like be the robot that sometimes we feel like we need to be for our parents. Yeah, I feel like one of the things that I realized uh, after my first quarter of college is that I didn't need to just like mindlessly do my work just to get a good grade. It was more about, I think for me, it's it's more about learning now which is kind of corny I guess it sounds like something you would read on like a college advertisement but uh I am finding that like it matters a lot less to just mindlessly grind and um I'm kind of unlearning that behavior because I feel like in high school for me it was just oh I'm just gonna memorize everything and I'm just going to do what I need to do to get an A which sounds kind of dubious but yes no, I feel, going off of what you said, this is, like, slightly unrelated to our topic, but going off what you said, Julian, I feel like that's also such a huge, like, I feel like the American grading system just completely took a toll on my mental health, uh, and sp- especially after I transitioned, like, I say, I, I would say this as a joke when I transitioned, because I, like, freshman year and sophomore year, I took regular classes, I wasn't in any AP classes, um, and then I, I make a joke that, like, most of the students that were in, like, uh, what would you call them? Regular classes? I don't know what they're called. I don't know if that's the wrong term. Um, like, regular classes, like, they'd get a test back and they'd be like, oh, heck, yeah, I got a C plus. That's what's up. And then, like, I transitioned. Like, not, not all of them, obviously, but a good majority of students would just be, like, trying to get by, right? And then um, when I transitioned to, like, advanced courses, it was, like, oh my god, I got an A minus, my life is over, it's, it's, it's over, like, that was, like, the mentality, and I was, like, oh my gosh, like, I did, I never realized that grades were such an important thing, and, like, yeah, a lot of the times you just end up, like, just because there's so much importance placed on your GPA, I feel like a lot of the times you lose that spark for learning, and you turn it into just, like, equations of, like, okay, if I do this, and if I turn this in, then I should be able to get an A by the end of it, and you completely end up forgetting, like, 
to actually learn or enjoy what you're doing. And I think that's like an important reminder. And like, I'm just saying this, that doesn't mean that I do it. I'm really bad at not caring about my grades. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. That's just my two cents on that. Yeah, I think like something that I thought about while you were talking about how like, like learning becomes so stressful through like the system because like I don't think learning and the education are this education system are the same thing like I think learning is its like own thing it's like expanding the mind like improving I guess but like the education system I kind of see it as like a game and there are rules and you need to like know the rules know the players know how to get to the front that's like sort of what I'm thinking of yeah and I'm thinking like it's kind of because we like commodify education in a way like I think it's like a transaction a lot of it and even in college I feel that way because like at a big public university there are like weed out classes and it's like if you can't if you can't make it they give you like the worst circumstances possible they set the rules to the game extremely difficult like like level hard (laughs) (laughs) but they're just seeing like they're just seeing if you can like make it through and like I guess like they don't really care about you as an individual they care about you as like a player in the game but I just like I think that's interesting because like I think like in high school um when I was thinking about going to college I really wanted to go to a liberal arts college because like my interests are like within the humanities I think like even if I had ended up going to a liberal arts college, it still would have been like a transaction and or like commodified in a way at least, because I don't think you can separate like higher education from like business. Cause like, ha- like institutions, like edu- uh, institutions of higher education are basically like corporations and they like need your money to function and they do like appropriate funding. Um, to, like, get more people to come to their school. So, like, I think, like, it's definitely a transactional relationship, and they definitely see you as an asset, which is something, like, I've learned, like, more recently as I grew older, just because, like, I think I used to, like, romanticize higher education a lot. Um, I think, like, a lot of Asian American kids do because their parents sort of, like, feed them, like, the Ivy League mythos. As I've gone older and like even like more recently I realized like how elitist um higher education is and like um especially the Ivy Leagues I think like I can't really hate from outside the club but (laughs) but I'm hating from outside the club um I also want to speak to like UCLA as a corporation is absolutely disgusting like they like try to be champions of like human rights and like stuff but um they like underpay their workers which are mostly immigrant and they've been on strike like five times a year and they still don't get like paid wages that they need to live in a place like LA like they commute for hours and like our dining halls are only closed six hours a day like it's open until 2 a.m like who what other school has that like and like they don't even pay these people that basically take care of us because they cook all our meals, they clean, they do everything. But yeah, in one way, UCLA, that's one way UCLA as a corporation is pretty awful. And also, like, it's all about money. 
and like they that's why they accept so many out-of-state so many international students and like that's why they like collect all this money for research and like proclaim themselves as like the research institution but then the research that they find the medicine that they find is then patented and then you it doesn't ever reach the people that it was meant to help instead it like goes into the pharmaceutical and that's a whole other topic and like conversation but like yeah I just wanted to touch on on the fact that yeah universities as like a corporation honestly suck yeah and that's like another thing I've been thinking about is just like um higher education and like college is so expensive and like ivy leagues and like higher rank colleges are like private schools are even more expensive because like i don't know you're not necessarily paying for like better education because like i mean we're all we're all like getting education we'll all get like a degree at the end and we'll all like be funneled out into the work the the workplace but like I think, like, a lot of it is just, like, it's sort of like what you mentioned at the beginning. It's kind of like prep school. Like, you're not necessarily paying for, like, better education, quote-unquote, but, like, you're paying for, like, the resources and the connections and the networking and, like, I guess, like, being able to get help from people in power and stuff like that. And also the name. The name just carries weight in, like, social situations. We should turn on to, uh, like, how we paid for this and, like, how we went about, like, applying scholarships if we did so and um, how that pans out for us. Mm. I'll start just by giving my two cents of what my experiences with scholarships have been like. Uh, I feel like coming out of high school, I feel like scholarships – sound really nice and sound like the option of like hey well you don't have to go in all this debt and you also don't have to work nine to five to pay for college you can just apply to as many scholarships as you can but first of all it's time consuming I'm not gonna say it's very time consuming because I don't think it is um but it's time consuming um because you have to research what scholarships you'd apply for you have to research this and this and that and at the end of the day you can spend all that time and not get a single cent. <laughs> so I feel like scholarships are definitely a good option. They're a good, um, they're a good aid. But I just, I feel like they could be structured and, yeah, I feel like they could be structured better and more efficiently. Because I feel like they should at least equate the time invested in. And I feel like there's, like, you could spend, like, I don't know, for example, like two weeks searching for and applying for different scholarships and not get a single cent out of it, right? And like, was that time wasted? Was that time well spent? Because now you know more scholarships that you can apply for in the future. I don't know. Like, I'm more just asking here than generalizing because um, I I haven't had that many, or I guess I've had a few experiences with scholarships. Something that I thought was really incredible is that at YVC, they have this thing called the Yakima Foundation Scholarship. And Basically, the way it works is if you send a profile in or if you send an application in, you're going to get some sort of money uh, one way or another, uh, which was not my experience with sending scholarships in high school. Um, I don't know how, like, the foundation itself, how it's, like, planned, how the money goes in, who chooses, who gets the money. Um, I don't know any of that. I just think scholarships are really, like, interesting. I don't get the way they work, but I definitely think there should be 
more aid for students. But at the same time, I don't know how much aid there is out there because I don't think I've applied to as many scholarships as I could. I don't know. I think for me also, uh, I struggle a lot with finding scholarships in general. Like the resources that they gave in high school, at least for me, I would look and then I would either not qualify or um, or they just, yeah, they just weren't applicable to me. Or sometimes I would even go on websites and I would be like, are you just trying to get information out of me? Like, it seems like you just want my email so that you can send me these emails for the next four years. And then I will continue to receive these emails because I don't notice to unsubscribe this email button at the very bottom of the email. But yes, I have, I have experienced this many a times, but yeah, I just feel like it's so hard because you spent, like, like you said, you spend a lot of time looking for them and applying for them. But then I feel like a lot of the times, at least in my experience, I didn't get as much payout as the time I put in. Um, And I think like a lot of scholarships are also like very conditional. Like you need to like be in this line of education or this line of work to be able to like um, qualify for it. Or you need to maintain um, a certain GPA to like continue getting money, which like I've known people in the past who have like lost their scholarships. And I think that's like, I think that's kind of unfair, but like, I don't know. No, um, to go off of what you said, something that I think is kind of like, eh, um, I've seen, obviously this doesn't apply to me, but, um, in a community college, you know, one of like the cool things about it is how diverse it is in like so many ways. At least I feel like YBC is a very diverse college. Um, but some things like you have like single moms or you have people who are coming back to college after years of not being in college. Um, you have a lot of it. And I, um, I knew a handful of like single moms and like something that I think is really interesting is how conditional to financial aid is like FAFSA and all of that. Uh, because it's not just about grades, right? Like, oh, you need to take at least this number of classes and you have to like complete them. Or if you drop or withdraw from a class that can affect your financial aid. Um, I, and I don't know anything about economics or how it all works. It just seems that it's the systems are a little bit faulty because if you're giving if you're giving um, federal aid to, for example, let's say a single mom and she needs to withdraw from a, one class in the middle of the quarter because her like her kids got so one of her kids got sick or something in the family happened, it seems ridiculous that that would put at like their federal aid at stake. Um, but again, that's something that I think the system should improve and change. But I'm saying that with full knowledge that I have no idea how the system works. So I could sound like a complete ass right now. Yeah, I feel like the system in general is just not made for people. I don't know. Because <laughs> like, you know, like, like in a, in a hum- humane sense, like things happen, people are have lives, lives are unpredictable. And like, like, people don't account for that like college keeps going like professors don't make accommodations for people who can't show up for midterms or finals and it's just I don't know things just keep going and like we don't like again like Johanna said earlier we don't people don't see us students as people sometimes but like numbers or like players in this like game Mm -hmm. what do you think is like that you've benefited from the education that you started to receive in college? Mm, I think for me, 
um, my education experience really humbled me and just encouraged me to seek help when I need it. Because in high school, I had way too much pride. And I was like, oh, if I ask for help, that means I'm an idiot. So I can't ask for help. But uh, when I got to college <laughs> and I took a uh, computer science class, everyone there already knew how to code, even though it was an introduction to code class. So I was like a complete fool. And then everyone was like, oh, I finished the homework in like an hour. And I was like, oh, it took me an entire week to do it. And so uh, I just, it just really humbled me and just made me realize that like, oh, I need to lower my pride and uh, reach out when I need to, I guess. I think probably this sounds like corny, I feel like, and like pretentious, but I feel like uh, one of the classes that changed me the most as a person, and like I took, like I took one of these classes, like every quarter my first year of college but philosophy philosophy um but yeah um I feel like I feel like philosophy was kind of for me like what a government class was for me in senior year um when it seems that what you're learning about is really relevant to what you're living or like questions that you had that were like that are now finally being answered um uh what else I um Mostly, I have just because I've had so many writing classes, um, I've learned a lot about myself through my writing. Like, because it's one thing to, like, think about it and just, like, leave it in your head. And it's another thing to put it in paper and kind of make more sense of what you're thinking about, or, like, where you stand in certain things. And I feel like all the writing classes that I've taken have helped me get to know myself a lot more. Like, um, I think... I don't know how to explain it but like I think that in the last two years or just like the first year of college I changed more than I had than I changed ever in like the four years of high school I guess for me like a lot of the things I've learned um in college I don't know if it's like necessarily from classes but I think I've learned a lot about like life just like from living alone and also like moving to the city I guess, like, I don't mean this to be, like, self-deprecating in any way, but I just mean, like, I think I learned, like, how insignificant I am in, like, a pool of people. Because, like, a lot of times when I'm, like, applying to things, I'm hardworking, I'm a perfectionist, I can do this job well, and that should be enough. But it's, like, not because there's, like, so many other people in the pool who are just as, like, qualified. And I guess, like in a way like that humbled me a lot because I've applied to like 20 plus things and I've been rejected like over and over and over and over again and some people like never even responded but I guess like for me in high school it was definitely really different because we lived in like a small town like if I saw an opportunity I was able to grasp it whereas like now I feel like everything kind of just slips through my fingers which like I think like isn't like, I'm not complaining at all. I just think, like, I think that's how life works. Exactly. I agree with you exactly. Yeah. I guess, like, for me, every single class and every single experience, I feel. And then, like, in my STEM classes, like, Johanna was talking about, you just feel so small and you feel like everyone 
is wanting the same thing, doing the same, but like, it's not, okay, everyone's wanting the same thing, but y'all are doing different things and y'all are unique, but also not unique. And it's kind of hard to find what you have to offer and if you have anything to offer at all. And again, not in a self-deprecating sense, in a like, it is kind of the time to find what you like, what you want to stand for and um, like why you want to do what you're doing. Um, and all of that combined and also it's just like very challenging like from a social emotional academic perspective it's just very hard to like throw your put yourself out there constantly Mm. and um, fail and like you're the only person who can pick yourself up and yeah and I obviously like making friends and like distinct like moving away from home that's all like things and like yeah everything I've done has like changed and like resulted in my growth in some way from every class to every interaction so yeah I feel like in a sense I was like getting stressed about listening to you guys' experience because like I can't relate to a lot of the experiences like you guys have been through so I'm like oh man what awaits me (laughs) like but at the same time I think like I think it's interesting because like for example like there are not I've said like like a million times um there are a variety of clubs which you can join in the in the universities that you guys go to or like a variety of um, research opportunities that you can partake um, or like variety of jobs that you can be a part of whereas obviously in a small in a smaller college you're not going to have that many opportunities so I've I have not experienced having to apply to a variety of clubs and get rejected from them because I haven't had the opportunity to do that um, but I guess what I was thinking about is like I was thinking about, because when you asked a question about education, I was thinking about just classes, right? But I think, too, what, like, you grow the most from, or, like, at least what I grew the most, like, doing, by, like, doing, um, was working, working full-time and taking classes full-time. Like, for me, that was an experience that changed it all for me. Um, like, obviously, it, like, matures you. Um, yeah, so I think that, I think it's cool, like, that we've all had similar walks of life, but at the same time, completely different walks of life. And we're all still doing completely, like, for example, I'm doing community college. Um, and then you guys are doing in-state and then Frida's doing out-state. Uh, so it's like all different experiences. I'm humanities. Julian is STEM. Uh, Johanna is business and Frida's also STEM, but medical STEM. So I think it's like interesting that we all have like our own different experiences. And I have not, um, I think that'll definitely ground me and still like I'm still in like I guess quote unquote like a little bowl so I haven't had the chance to feel like I'm the small guy in like the big tank um, but I'm I'm sure I will sometime in the future but it's interesting listening to what you guys have been through I really I really like hearing what you guys have been through and how you've navigated it. I think like something else I've learned post high school is just like pacing is different for everyone and like I guess I'm talking as someone who like I feel like I've been at the front the front of the lines like always because like I feel like I've always been prepared to do what's next and I guess that's like my privilege too like I never felt like I was behind but like I think like I definitely feel like I'm behind now um just because like I'm like technically like not in a major and like I I haven't had my first internship and I think like um I'm, like, surrounded by a lot of people who are, like, very ahead. They've held, like, multiple jobs, multiple internships. Um, They've, like, been a part of, like, a bunch of projects, and they've initiated projects, and they're in leadership and everything. 
and like I guess like it's just like stressful to be in like that sort of environment and to feel like you're not doing enough like I'm still learning like I'm still in the process of learning like it's okay to like be behind yeah I think like part of it is just like learning not to compare yourself to other people because like it's really hard especially like in terms of like professional development when you go to like college because there's people who are like so prepared to like go into the workforce and like work at a high paying job and like I don't even know what I'm doing yeah I I think you like honestly just like went through all my stress like that's everything that stresses me out um (laughs) what you just mentioned um and yeah I haven't gotten to the point to like stop comparing myself and like and I also I guess like I'm going to talk a little bit about about like like being pre-med at somewhere like UCLA where everyone is pre-med like it's notoriously known for being a pre-med school similar to how UW is known for being a CS school um but it's just that there's like so many different like pre-med clubs so many different labs and like people start labs their first year people are getting their first leadership position at their second year and as someone who like came um into this huge university from such a small town it took me a full quarter just to figure out how to do classes and like people were already like cruising through classes and I had to like figure that out and it's also like the romanticization of like running yourself ragged and like bragging about how many cups of coffee you've had and that you only had three hours of sleep but like you're having fun but also doing everything and like having it all like it's and I feel like it's really really bad for pre-meds and I I just I'm speaking that way because um that's like mostly who I'm exposed to and um it's it's like truly like unhealthy to the levels that some people will go to to like maintain everything like their social life their clubs their research and research is like another topic but like they run you ragged too classes run you ragged like clubs you have to like really grow your brand because there's like a thousand plus clubs on campus and you have to like make sure it all stands out and you stand out and this is all coming to the culmination of you applying to med school that like is truly understated how hard it is to get into and that like we don't give each other ourselves and each other enough credit for like doing everything that we do and are constant in the state of like comparing and feeling like insignificant and never just taking a moment to ourselves is another thing. Like, we just keep going and, like, never really process, like, hurt, loss, failures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like the comparing thing really, really be hitting. Because I struggled with that a lot. Like, for my entire first year of college, it just seemed like no matter how much I was doing, it wasn't enough. And I was always kind of chasing after everyone else and um I just feel like it took me a while and I'm still trying to learn to not be so hard on myself and to just take a step back and think about like hey maybe you know people are doing things (laughs) but maybe you should take the time to also consider the things that you have done and then where you were before and where you are now instead of trying to look ahead, I guess. Yeah, I just think that taking the time to acknowledge your achievements is really important when it comes to being in college because I think it's really easy 
to lose sight of that when you're doing so many things at the same time. And I guess it's also like knowing that what's right for you isn't right for other people. What's right for them isn't right for you. Um, And that like, as we all are in like this same like path or race or whatever game, whatever you want to call it, is that we all maybe want like the same thing, but like we are different people. Um, I was going to say, I also feel like the emphasis to always be doing something, always trying to um, like accomplish your goal of having a good career in college is kind of um, lately I've been thinking about maybe it's not everything to be. Of course, it is a very valid goal to want a good career for yourself um, and all of that. But I also think that it's just as valid to have goals like um like if you want to learn how to draw or if you want to learn how to play an instrument or whatever like I feel like um throughout college I always felt like oh I shouldn't be wasting my time doing stuff like that but I also think it's really important (laughs) to take time for yourself because I mean in the end I think that that time is more impactful than any time that I could spend like doing my homework or studying I was literally gonna bring up like a similar point. Um, I was gonna say like growth isn't just important in the context of like career or that it'll provide you some 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 sort of tangible something in the future. Um, because like I think that's something also I struggled with a lot with because like I would be really like hesitant or like I guess like afraid to start something new or like start my personal my own personal projects. But I'm, I think, like, learning and growth can exist outside of, like, the education system because we kind of established at the beginning that, like, the education system and, like, learning are not, like, synonymous. And, like, yeah, I think, like, recently I've also learned to, like, slow down and, like, do things that I like that have, like, no, no material value, I guess. I've been like reading and drawing again even though like it doesn't matter no I feel yeah um but um shoot what was I gonna say oh yeah um that I like really value um and like for me personally I, I like really value the time I've had to stop um and like Johanna was saying it has t- taught me the value of hey there are more important things that you can do. Like, of course, like, like be responsible with your homework, be responsible with work, manage your finances, like all that. But there's also time that you should take because at the same, like at the end of the day, you're only going to be alive once. And are you just going to be living every second by what's going to happen next? What what do I need to do next? Or are you going to like take time to like slow down? And again, this sounds really cheesy. Um, Or are you going to take time to slow down and figure out who you are, what you value, what you like doing, um, what, who you like spending time with, like, um, and all of that. I feel like I'm, like, grateful. I think, like, I'm going to sound like a communist, but I think it, it <laughs> definitely, like, ties to, like, capitalism. And, like, even, like, I guess, like, our bodies and our brains are capital, basically. So, like, we're seen as valuable for, like, what we can produce or create or, like, how something we make can be, like, consumed or enjoyed by, like, other people. Um, 
But I think, like, we definitely need to, like, remember that, like, we are intrinsically valuable outside of, like, what we can do and, like, what our bodies and what our minds can do. We actually um, talked about that in my sociology class in, like, an experiment we had to, like, do nothing. And, like, what doing nothing meant in this world is that it's lazy and, like, useless. But, like, truly, like, doing nothing is is doing something, a theoretical thing. But, yeah, just something to, like, add to that thought. Those Those two points that you guys brought up are phenomenal. I highly agree. Oh, do we have any, um, do you guys have any advice for, like, people who are, like, in the college application decision? Or even, like, message to our younger selves or, like, things we would have done differently? <laughs> oh. But, yes, I, I, um, yeah, I wish that I kind of went at a slower pace and, like, I, uh, realize that it's okay to take my time on certain things and also um like I guess this is not really related to well this is more related to like social life I suppose but I kind of just wish I could tell my uh my freshman self that it's okay to or to not be afraid to like just put yourself out there because I remember in the beginning I was I literally like could not sleep because I was so nervous about uh finding people that I could vibe with I guess um but I think I realized that everyone is kind of dealing with the same thing and they all kind of just want to look for someone and you know just you know just be yourself you know like (laughs) Okay, wait, no, wait, cut that out. Wait, I'm cringing. Wait, no, wait, wait, I regretted it. Wait, I don't think people will get the Ooh, voice count Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Sorry, I was stretching. <laughs> That's what you would tell your younger <laughs> college self. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't yeah. mean for it to come out of my body. That's what I would tell my younger self, though. So. I would definitely tell myself to live more in the present just because I felt like I just worked really hard all the time and didn't really enjoy the present. And then I would also tell myself to be more open to people and not so judge, quick to judge. Not saying I was like super, super judgmental, but I was very black and white in how I perceived the world. And um, I feel like in growth, I realized how how gray the world is and like how much we're all in it together and like to find like solace in that we're all struggling Mm -hmm. but also like to find happiness in the moments that come because like life isn't a happy ending it's like happy moments (laughs) honestly things just keep getting harder and don't don't overthink things don't take things personally and understand that people do come in and out of your life but that doesn't mean that they're not important um, because I feel like I do that. I get very hurt um, by things that just happen naturally. I guess one thing that I would tell my younger self were two things, two major things, and that's it. One, take it day by day. Calm down. Chill, dude. You're fine. What the fuck are you doing? Sorry, I'm going to use my one swear word on that. Uh, and two, just do your thing. You have the rest of your life to figure it out, so don't feel like you have to have everything else, like, everything figured out right now. You have the rest of your life to do that, so just chill and enjoy your time here. 
dude i don't even know there's like too many things yeah we should do an episode on that yeah a letter to my younger self letter to my younger self what the are you doing I guess, like, everything I keep thinking about keeps circling back to, like, how much privilege I have, like, even to be talking about this right now, and, like, every worry I had and every expectation I had, I was, like, able to have because of, like, how privileged I was. I don't know. I think, like, if anything, I wish I would have, like, listened more. I guess, like, even living in Yakima was, like, a very certain experience, and, like, I think for a long time I just like disliked it so much and like I hated it so much and like I wish I could leave but I think like I think there was a lot of value even now I like still think of it as like my home and like where I grew up I guess like I wish I could have spent more time like listening to the community and like I guess being more involved in the community that's like very interesting that you would say that specifically because like what I'm thinking about the community that we grew up in a lot of them did not listen to us like I'm thinking like in a very specific way I guess like because I think I'm like friends with people or I interact with people who are like very similar to me mm-hmm. and I think there's like a lot of different experiences in Yakima mm-hmm. yeah it is in the very like deep red conservative part of the state but um yeah I I think there's like definitely a lot of different experiences in the sense that there's like migrant workers and like there's even like I I never like took the time to learn about like the Yakima tribe and like that's like what Yakima is named after but I guess like yeah I think like I wish I would have like valued that community more I agree with that 100%, especially because we were, like, secluded in this, like, I guess the richer part of town. We never ventured out. Like, I didn't know Yakima Nation or the Res was a place until, like, senior year. I guess it's, like, recognizing that, like, what we think is, like, very arbitrary and created by this, like... Institution? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That we were educated on, and so we, like, think that this is right or like the way it's supposed to be but there's so many voices that are being silenced in the process they're still being silenced yeah and like this isn't even relevant but I just think like a lot of the time when we like picture ideal society or like like when things are perfect it's like often at the expense of like marginalized people Mm -hmm. but yes I'm thinking about that I guess it goes to show like how much education and learning don't have much overlap at all at all and that the reason why we even get to talk about these topics is also because we're violently privileged yeah violent and violent literally violently privileged because our our privilege rides on like the violence of certain groups i'm gonna sound like a communist again but (laughs) respect the laborers and listen to the people who you don't regularly listen to because you live in a system that silences them um yeah perhaps we will be back no perhaps we will not perhaps my mom just sent me three winky faces with no context i'm scared (laughs) okay Bye. bye bye if you like what we've created here today make sure to subscribe for weekly episodes and connect with us on instagram at rolling the dice podcast 